Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Exquisite first touch from Lohman. Fired into her. Second and third weren't bad either. And she worked the opening. Here's Vazmut. Along the face of goal and in. Equaliser for Germany. Oh, it's in! Chloe Kelly! Came home. England win a major tournament for the first time since 1966 after a ridiculous opener from Ella Toon and Chloe Kelly's iconic extra time winner. We're live at Wembley with our thoughts just before we paint the town red. Pinch yourself. You're not dreaming. It fucking happened, guys. What? Oh my God. I can't. I still can't believe it. Chloe Morgan has had how many points? I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. It's Do you know how many we've had? Zero. What? Zero. Because we've been waiting for your ass you. to get our box Drunkers. park. Come on. I'm not being funny. Uh, I had to be in there to make sure that the lionesses weren't going to be in box park. <laughs> and they weren't in box park. <laughs> and therefore, I am now with you guys. There was a vicious rumour that a, a corporate sponsor was like trying to c- c- continuously tell themselves that the lionesses were turning up no matter, I was <laughs> no matter how obvious it was that they weren't going to be <laughs> I there. I was promised the I would interview a lioness and it never happened. And I'm really upset about it. So I decided to have a few pints. And that's 
actually. Drown your sorrows. Turn yeah. that frown upside down. We've got so much to be happy about. It is insane. I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely but like drunk, but very, very <laughs> buzzing. Like, what the fuck? We've won the Euros. Like, has that even sunk no, in yet? No, I don't get it. It hasn't. And like all of our, I think my voice is a little bit hoarse. Your voice is, mm. is definitely hoarse, Chloe. I like the husk on it, though. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's really sunk in. Maybe it will sink in tomorrow. I don't really know. It's it's all a bit of a blur. It is. And I had a little moment on the pitch at the end when they were running around and throwing up the their sparkles and whatever the hell else was on the pitch and doing their snow angels. And <laughs> I just kind of stood there and watched it all and just looked around the crowd and 87,000 people. I just like... And what's mad as well, I saw Tom Gary from The Telegraph tweet this, that's a record for a men's or women's Euros game, that attendance. Mm. It's wild. Obviously, and last summer, there was it wasn't at full capacity, I think, for that final because it was after COVID. So, like, that's a ridiculous amount of people in a football match, full stop. And then to see your home team win in those conditions and that atmosphere is wild. I just can't imagine what it's like for them because, for me, yeah. I had goosebumps and I was just yeah. standing there watching it. I just can't imagine, like, Leah Williamson's face, like Mary Earps, that Ellen White they were all in tears man it was just like they, it's like they couldn't believe they did it they did it they bloody did it we were all crying we were all crying and I think um, you know the the crowd the atmosphere the energy and I think um, I completely I, I didn't call it right I did not call it right in the well, last what part what was your prediction it was 2-1 two, two two yeah. for the predictions yeah but I really thought the crowd were going to be very quiet from like the right. first but minute but there were quiet moments I thought that's because there were terrifying moments where yeah. we were, were like shitting it, ourselves it, this is exactly what it was It was similar to, to Sheffield United semi-final where there, it was like there would be a bit of noise but then anytime Joe were on the ball it'd be deathly quiet like you yeah. could hear a pin drop and then if England got on the ball they had a chance it'd be super loud but then that would die so quickly it's like the crowd couldn't maintain any momentum with like getting behind the team and and I feel like I just needed that consistent noise because it made it even more tense having that silence in the background it did it just felt like you were like oh god yeah. they're coming again <laughs> yeah. they have the ball yeah, exactly. uh, yeah it was a bit like that uh, I'm so glad like I mean it's different that we won it so we can look back and say it was a great match but for me like it was so tense so nervous it was a very feisty feisty game the referee kind of lost control a little bit was not, she, I was not a fan not of great. No, not she great. was missing stuff she was calling stuff that w- wasn't free she was giving out yellow cards like sweets Jesus I think more people had yellow cards than didn't um, and then there were tackles what flying I thought, in left right and central what I thought was mad about the referee and I'm like obviously people are going to be like oh they're saying this because you're an England fan right it took her about 40 minutes to to even get anything um get any yellow cards on a german player and they were and like england england were getting yellow cards very quickly yeah, i thought yeah, she was right. really inconsistent with that yeah but then she she got to the point where she actually managed to piss off both teams yeah. like by the end of it the players were like getting angry but from both sides with the referee um, and that was just a little bit worrying because you end up with people getting properly injured like beth mead had to go off injured so that was a little bit frustrating, but what I loved was that it was a proper battle. There was no kind of massive scoreline. You know, nobody ran away with it. Both sides were cagey. Neither side really wanted to go for it, really wanted to go yeah, for that yeah. goal. They were, they were too afraid to concede. Um, and it just made for such a tense, tight affair. And I cannot wait to watch it back now. I know the oh, result. I can't wait. I can't wait. It was so finely balanced. I think there were moments in the game where either one of them could have pressed ahead and taken it home. And I think, um, and like I was saying to you, like, I said to you guys, like, that's what we wanted. We wanted a big yeah. challenge. We wanted, you know, really tough, strong opposition. And that's what we got today. I mean, we were very, very close to 
taking that into penalties and like I was it was squeaky well, bomb let, time let's, let's rewind right, right because rewind there nice. was that really early Ellen White chance a brilliant chance I have to say and I was sitting there thinking shit that yep. better not be the chance that better not be the opportunity that I think if that had gone in I think it would have calmed England so much and brought them so much confidence instantly I think they would have gone on to dominate and boss that game and it could have been like 2-3-0 the header goes into the hands of Froms and England try and build a little bit more. They try and build a little bit more. Germany have a, have a few chances as well, but the, the first half going ends on as even. Like it's all square in terms of like momentum, in terms of possession. It felt like there wasn't a lot in the game, but like you said, Rachel, it's like both teams were just trying their best not to lose it rather than win it. Yeah, it felt like it's, it was a pendulum. It just swung back and forth and, and Germany would be in the ascendancy and we'd feel like we were on the back foot for a bit and then it would swing back England's favour. And, yeah. you know, we're so used to England coming out strong in the second half. And my God, it was like they were still in the dressing room for the first five, ten minutes Terrible of the second half. Terrible start of that second yeah, half. Yeah, so it really was quite finely balanced swinging back and forth between the two teams and... God, when it went to extra time, I turned to, I had this German photographer next to me who was probably as passionate about Germany as I was about the Lionesses. And the two of us said, like, our hearts can't take this. Like, we just can't take this. And then she said goodbye for the first half of extra time and she was back again for the second half. And the two of us went through that emotion together and obviously having two very different outcomes for the two of us. But um, it was quite nice to be next to someone who she was living and breathing every ball uh, in that extra time, which was, which was great to, to have beside me. And we had the super subs, as we always do, we in that second half because England didn't start particularly well in that second half. Then Serena and Vigman made those changes, what, 55 minutes? minutes? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say that there was a, a bit more energy, but it wasn't like instant. It still felt like it was a really open game. It was bizarre, really, because I think we were talking about this before. Like we, we everyone knew, everyone knew exactly what was going to happen. We knew the starting lineup. I mean, that's a historic moment in itself that, they, that, that Serena's used that um, same consistent starting eleven for the entire tournament, and then she used the consistent same substitutions. Uh, and I, to be fair, I was a little bit disappointed that uh, Jill yep. Scott came on. Um, I was expecting, you know, one but of. Do you know what? I thought Jill Scott might have come on sooner because Stanway picked up that yellow card yes. so early on. I thought, yeah, Shit. get her off. Of all the players you don't want to be on a on a yellow card early as Georgia Stanway, and I thought Jill Scott might come on on the start of the second half. Yeah, me too. But Stanway stayed on. But then I think I agree with you. When Scott came on, she didn't seem to be able to match the speed of the game a little bit. She was kind of a bit behind. I just think it was the. I think um, if the game had gone the wrong way, I think that would have been picked up as like a strategic error. Um, I don't think that was the right substitution to be making at that time. Um, but it was a bit of a role reversal for England because I felt that, you know, the first 10 or 15 minutes, I think we looked the stronger side. And, like, for me, that was where I thought that we were going to be the weakest. The ten, first 10, 15 minutes throughout the entire tournament, we've looked a little bit we've looked a bit shaky, we've looked a bit nervous. Um, but that, for me, was, like, where we were the strongest. We had a, a great couple of, like, early chances. Um, and then the second half, I was expecting the substitutions were going to come on and we were going to absolutely dominate, but we kind of didn't. Didn't happen. Um, yeah, Subs we, didn't have the impact we're used to, really. Like, Alessio Russo just couldn't what they were doing with Russo is and it was so good I mean they were so smart like Germany played so well tonight and we like you have to give so much credit to them but they were just holding her holding her so tight giving her so little room to work with and swarming her and they knew that if England were going to win this game she was going to be a key part of it and I just I really struggled to see where England were going to find the openings and then they get that opportunity 
ball over the top to Ella Toon. And I don't know from where you guys were, were sitting, right? But from where, where I was in the stadium, I thought she'd hit it too high and it was going over the bar. From my perspective, yeah, yeah. I, was I was like, behind. oh, she's fucked it. Yeah. It's over the bar. And then it dropped a little bit and I just saw it in the back of the net and I was like, my well, how word. Did that what, how did you celebrate? I lost my mind. Like, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I feel like every single goal, I've just lost my mind. And I think it was that because I just thought it had gone over into the crowd. So yeah. I was just supposed to go, whoa. And then yeah. someone's catch it in the crowd and then all of a sudden it went boom against the back of the net and I it was just um I don't like my heart my heart has never felt so much elation yeah. so much um stressful. it was stressful but it was just such a beautiful moment because I was like no matter what happens now I think now we feel like we're on the front foot and after that goal it felt like we built a little bit of confidence yeah. we started we had a few more chances after and, that uh, like statistically speaking you're more likely to score that second goal like five five or ten minutes after Ask that Kenny. first goal they're yeah. likely to concede aren't they yeah. <laughs> I mean well you know Kenny's had some uh, very controversial moments throughout this yeah. tournament but actually yeah. the man speaks sense when it comes to <laughs> second goals <laughs> And the momentum, <laughs> honestly, the momentum flipped because as soon as Germany got on the ball and they had time on the ball, oh my God, it was backs against the wall. And I thought, I, when the goal went in, I was feeling really confident that England were going to mm. see it out. I thought, oh, just, just under half an hour to go. I think they can do this. I, I feel confident that they can hold on to this and, and see the game out. I didn't. But then after about five minutes, Martina Voss-Tecklenburg made a really good substitution. Nicole and Yomi coming on. She caused so many yes. problems. That was not long after England scored. Yeah, she was really direct. Really direct. And as soon as Germany got the ball, they just got more confident, more confidence. And then I did start to worry. I was like, ooh, I'm not sure we're going to be hold on for 20, 20 minutes or so now because... Germany are, are really creating something. Yeah, well, I think um, I didn't realise because I arrived quite late to the game because I was having a couple of drinks with my parents. Of course, um, you bloody were, mate. Sorry Christ about that. Uh, <laughs> rub it in anymore. We're still God, dying. Two of still us gasping sober. for a drink. You yeah. lads need a pint. Yeah, you, like, you need a pint. The down, co-op yeah. over there won't even sell us one because they're not allowed to sell booze by the stadium. So by the time we'll wrap yeah, this, we're struggling. Box park will be closed, so get man. your point out. What you want to say Come about on. England? So we can get I didn't even realise that pop wasn't starting. To be fair, that happened in the war. We should, me- we should mention that actually because Rachel you were you were in the stadium witnessing the warm-ups and things like that can can you tell us how it went down because obviously that's a huge absence for Germany honestly yeah. I, no one really knew because she was named in the starting 11 yeah and then suddenly she was on, she was on the bench so in the journalist whatsapp group we were all sitting there going what the hell is where's pop like yeah. there was no kind of announcement I then think it was put on on Twitter by the German um, admin that like it was I think a muscle I think it was her quad or something right. that she picked up during the warm-up but yeah nah, mad news. for her to then not be in the game which was probably it's a game yeah, changer sure, because yeah. some of those opportunities as well that, that Germany were creating even before they got the, the goal like if you had someone like Alexandra Pop in those situations in those corners as well there were a lot of headers and like, stuff yeah yeah there were some scrambles and a half in extra time as well yeah. like having a player like her would have made a huge difference so I'm sure that's what you know the German media will be talking about as well oh, I they mean, were talking about the handball I was going to say the oh, one thing they will be talk talking about. about as well One, I don't know which German newspaper it is but a big headline there talking about uh, Wembley fraud again the thing is though you know if you're going to talk about the refereeing decisions there's a lot of things that could have gone um, down there could have been double yellow cards you know you could have had players sent off in that match there was a lot of issues 
um, with the refereeing, I think. There's a lot of things that should have been checked by VAR that didn't appear to be. Now, well, whether they were, I thought the referee was German. The referee was having a stinker, but the, the, big, the big headline on this German newspaper says, title dream shattered after a scandalous scene. Clear handball penalty refused. Wembley fraud again. That's a joke. So the Germans are obviously aren't happy and feeling a little bit salty about this one. They think they that. should have had a penalty. Was this the one that was checked by VAR and then VAR said no? So it was a yeah, Leah Williamson handball. That. Well, then what are they in the box. about, man? I was checked. Um, and I think that's the one they believe that VAR didn't didn't give, but should have given. I haven't seen a replay of it. I was in the stands and I had literally zero phone reception. My phone has been terrible and the Wi-Fi has been terrible this entire tournament. So it's impossible to actually see anything. But Germans feeling a little bit salty and as spectacular as this win is it's also obviously could have been a whole different scenario with Alexandra Pop on that pitch yeah but if it was the other way around we'd be complaining too right oh totally 100% and I was stressing out because I was watching that the game and the referee performance thinking fuck this referee could be what decides she, this I final s- I thought that I it was main character was energy of, all round yeah and ruining the game a little bit I don't want to go that far Too but sorry. it was frustrating frustrating me yeah. um, but I guess the one thing is the one thing you never want to do is leave the fate of a game in the hands of a referee and a single decision and if the result of a game whether you get a penalty or not is what makes you win the match That you can't leave it to that you need to yeah. do more than that yeah. in order to win the game so otherwise you'll be sitting like this ruining one thing that happened yeah. and you know I know it comes down to fine margins this game certainly did but but we it's had football, so many decisions that didn't there were go so our many. way. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. There, was, um, there was definitely a chance in the first half that I felt like went over the line and then that wasn't checked. And then there was a handball that I felt wasn't checked in the box There were two either, yellows so. that I don't think should have been yellows. Yeah, you the, know, the yellow it, cards it all, were driving me. Yeah. George Stanway never should have got a yellow card. Easily. Um, there was that tangle with Jill Scott as well. I mean, we could talk about the refereeing all day, but let's talk about Lena McGall's equaliser in the 79th minute because that was a fantastic goal. She's had a really good tournament and in the absence of pop, there was obviously a lot of pressure on her to deliver. And she was understandably distraught at the final whistle and she was kind of carrying the team on her back a little bit. Um, and, I mean, that was a spectacular finish at the near post right into the roof of the net. Yeah, it was horrible. I It was a spectacular goal, but it was disgusting. And that was the moment, and I, and I will keep talking about it, but that was the moment that my heart fell out from my ass. okay? Uh, Again, because I thought, Jesus, this yeah, has been well, like did multiple it not times. For you guys? I felt like My heart that tends moment, to stay up and around the right place. The momentum was with Germany. Mine was yeah. more like wanting to vomit rather than like coming out my that, bum. Yeah, there's yeah. less bum action. You know, like, you know every, each of their own, everyone's different. Yeah, yeah <laughs> completely. And I think I was just sitting there and I was um, at that point in time I was thinking do you know what I think they might just get it from us and um, yeah and they didn't well obviously they didn't but um, yeah I think that was the point that I thought do you know what like this is um well because that get that that equaliser gave them so much uh, we could obviously go into extra time and I was watching England and thought those players look at absolutely knackered yeah, yeah, yeah. it looked like they were running through yeah. mud Lauren Hemp's legs were done like everything they tried because they were trying to to play the balls in behind to Hemp and to Chloe Kelly but they, they like, everyone just looked absolutely exhausted Alicia Russo was just being pinned it was the and same just stat thought, backwards wasn't it it's like you're more likely to concede after you've just scored in that first yeah. five but minutes but the pressure so was I felt like they right at the end I think it might have been after England's second goal but Lauren Hemp ran like tracked a defender all the way back tracked an attacker all the way back into England's box and it is like busted gut sliding tackle to block a shot on yeah. goal and I just like she just lay on the floor for a little bit to like to catch her breath and it just showed every player on that pitch was giving absolutely yeah. everything but it felt like the goal for Germany it was like the tune goal against Spain their tails were up they went into extra time with their tails up but this time 
England were able to get it. Let's talk about extra time then. We go into extra time. What were you guys feeling in that moment in extra time? It, it, well, yeah, it was. It, I was worried because I felt like the momentum was with Germany, but it just felt like neither team had everything left. Like they, they both felt tired, and a bit like the rest of the game, I felt like it, it swung both ways a little bit, and it felt like both sides were too afraid to concede. It was a pendulum. Yeah, I, it was a kind of like let's just not lose this situation, right? It was like scared to scared to push. Massively, and I think um, you know it could have gone either way. I think there were chances, there were clear chances from either side, um, and I, d I don't really feel like, if I'm being completely honest, I don't feel like okay. In the end of the first half, at the end of the second half, I feel like actually we deserve to win it. I think going into that, uh, the two halves of extra time, I feel like actually it was very equally balanced. I feel like either one, I, if Germany I, had I, won, I, you know what really in, in the extra time, I just thought. I thought Germany were all over us next time and I just did not give ourselves much of a hope. I, I thought, I thought clinging off dear life and clinging off penalties is the best. Is there like, was a high chance we were going to penalties. Yeah, it like, felt like there was, there was, was a... Off the pitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that as well. And I was like, where, how are they going to grab this game back and make something of it and I just didn't really see how that they were going to do that well I was shit myself because I was thinking <laughs> okay <laughs> so many things coming out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about my bum oh anymore uh, and I don't think oh, 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 I was expecting Hayes. that the cameo the from Emma <laughs> Uh, yeah, incredible. but anyway, back to Coe's bum. It's, 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 it's Brown Finnis, get over here. Get involved. What's a guest drop-in? Get involved. What do you think? Tell us your thoughts. If I can still speak after the celebrations, oh, etc. Um, <laughs> but it's just been, it's been, it's put England on the map as far as tournaments. Sure. You know, we've never won anything for however long never won the Euros full stop forever men's or women's <laughs> where do you think our UEFA rankings are going to go from here oh, oh like, FIFA rankings how boring is that question did you cry did you cry at the yeah, final cry. Yeah. so I was commentating and it's probably not a good thing normally to sort of cry on those sort of things <laughs> I don't care about the rankings I just care about enjoying this and yeah. celebrating it not just for obviously for the lionesses who were out there tonight but as chatting to people behind the scenes like Bev Ward um, lots of people who've been there for 10, 15, 20, 25 years at the FA sort of yeah. you know, banging that Built drum as to, as to and this is a pivotal kind of a kind of tipping point um, and you know they have have been part of building that to this point uh, of where we're changing people's perceptions people are watching it because it's football and it's mm. bloody good football and that's the reason they're watching it not for any other reasons and uh, it's just been a pleasure to have been a part of the whole tournament but can we also just talk about people like you the shoulders that they've stood on <laughs> the players that have Absolutely. gone before they would not be on that pitch without what you guys have done over the last few years there's so many lionesses out there who've worn the badge and have got the team to where they are now. So that must be pretty special for you, right? No, it, it definitely is really, really special because sort of we, especially I, I felt fortunate that I was able to be part of, you know, the amateur setup. Mm. made my debut when I was 16 and it was it was completely amateur, like 10 pound in a brown envelope when you went away with England. <laughs> and to the point where Hope Powell fought for central contracts for us and that was a big moment in changing the game from sort of semi-professional towards, edging towards not having to have a full-time job to then, you know, where it stands mm. today, stands alone as, you know, domestically you can play for WSL team and be fully professional, which is what it should be. Uh, and also... I think since not 
not just since Sue Campbell has come in to the FA, but one of the missing pieces of the links was the commercial kind of value to female footballers. You know, you'd see every male footballer on, you know, commercialising any sort of product or or game or whatever it was. And now we've seen like the girls on there and and as well I didn't want to say the only missing piece of the puzzle because Serena Viegman is clearly we've not had the a manager goat. who's won anything wow. to yeah. that point who's come in to be able to inspire the girls she said herself that she's coming to a really talented group of players and all it needed basically yeah. was someone to give them a real collective sense of belief someone to say okay this is a strategy this is a plan this is what we're going to do and, and we're doing this because I've done it before and it's worked we've won yeah, some it yeah. and that's literally what has happened and it's just it's it's emotional it's it's motivating it's you know i want to s- sort of sing it from the rooftops <laughs> um about football's coming home and it is it's happened it's uh, happened so many people have been it's sad happened. along the way it's, it's happened <laughs> it's, it's happened yeah, yeah. i can't believe how we've been singing that song for so long in an ironic way because we never win and now we're, we we've won i'm like oh shit what do we sing now yeah because it's actually happened no we know. A new song. Yeah. it's not <laughs> happening it's happened it's happened <laughs> yeah get the lyrics changed are you, are you partying tonight where are you where are you off to where are you partying well i set off sort of 50 minutes the wrong way then realized on google maps so have gone that way <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm heading around the corner for a couple of drinks nice. um, with you know BBC and stuff like that nice that. nice um, but it's been it's just been a, a pleasure to be involved and I think everybody who's been involved in whatever capacity should enjoy this night yeah we're going all night baby all right. we're going all night well thanks for your thank cameo thank you for stopping oh, in no enjoy it enjoy it see you later When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
extra time oh was God, pretty well, intense. Yes. Um, Chloe's bum was bumming. Stop talking um, about Chloe bum. has no bum. But yeah. it's gone. She left it on the seat in Wembley. Out of kind of nowhere, really. Uh, Chloe Kelly just did a madness and the one opportunity that c- seemingly actually came England's way apart from uh, a Russo chance not long after Kelly got that goal this that corner second half extra time that was kind of all England had and Cle- Kelly had been really trying to hype up the crowd for a long time she came in the corner I was I was uh, sitting in she, she had a corner there and she was getting the crowd going and then just a few minutes later, she had they won that corner that led to the goal, and she was giving it loads of that over there, trying to get everyone hyped, and um, it just felt like something was coming in that moment. Do you know what's fucking bonkers is Chloe Kelly was on the cusp of not making that squad. Yeah. Like no one would have been hugely surprised if she hadn't been selected because she only had a couple of games under her belt after injury. Now, granted, those games were great, but to think. She got picked. She's played, come on a few times during this tournament. She played well when she's come on, played really well. But for her to come on and be the hero is just poetry. Like, it just shows football is so romantic at times. And for her to have worked her ass off to get back after such a day, like such a killer injury in, in, in football, an ACL injury, um, to be able to come back in such a quick space of time, make the team, score the winner at Wembley. It's just perfect. I don't think it could have happened to a better person, to be honest. I think uh, we obviously, you know, we were expecting big things at Afruso and obviously Toon and Toon delivered. Um, but I think for Chloe Kelly, she's obviously been waiting for this moment for such a long period of time. And I think um, you're completely right. The bounce back from an injury of that nature is absolutely huge. Like you don't think at some points that you're even going to have a career left after that. And for you then to be picked in that squad and then to score the winner of the Women's Euro Champion. I don't even know where you go from there as your career. And I mean, um, Chloe Kelly has been someone that I've, um, you know, personally, I've known her for quite a long time. Like we played at Arsenal together and I think she was only about 15, 16 at that time. And um, she was, um, I mean, she was incredibly talented from from then. Um, And she, you you could tell that she was going to go far. And then to see her, it was so emotional for me, I think, because, you know, to really see her like come into herself to be such a big part of this competition. She's come in, you know, in a few games previously to be an impact sub and the impact that she made was the difference between us winning and losing that game. And um, yeah, that's historic. So. And she just had the most iconic celebration of all time. Oh, Chastain, yeah. in, you, loved it. in those moments, you just have to go full head loss. And I did interview Chloe before the tournament and she's a big QPR fan. So we talked about going to the playoff final in 2014 as QPR fans, watching Zamora score that last minute winner and we were talking about that moment and she was in the crowd she's on crutches she just had an injury and then she basically gets her own version of that moment and does a full Bradley Chastain whips her shirt off swinging it around all the players all the squad on the sidelines jumping on her it was just like everything and more it was exactly what I wanted in a final moment with England to have that and just to top it all off she got into the yellow card action too so it's just you know everyone icing on did. the cake did everyone yeah. got a yellow card did anyone come away from that without I don't a think yellow so. card so you know what Earps didn't for too. some time wasting she probably could should probably have should done have, one yeah. and went one nil up but Talk to then, about Earps if you want then to, we only I'll... had then we only had what Four, four, five uh, minutes to hold six on after minutes that, and they started time wasting and playing the fucking ball in the corner from six minutes, and I, it was killing me. I was like, lads, we can't do this for six minutes. That was well, you know, I've got my friend, my friend, that's what it felt like. my felt friend like sent me the most iconic, uh, like shot map or like you know, um, tactical map of. <laughs> 
of, of what was happening on that time wasted. And it's essentially just like a yes. hundred little dots in the bottom right hand <laughs> corner. That's exactly what should um, be happening at so that yeah, point. So yeah, that's basically I hate what that. happened for, so for 10 minutes. And oh, sometimes, I mean, if I was a Germany fan, I'd be losing my shit. But sometimes you just got to play the game and you just got to shithouse your way to a trophy. It's and they did management. it. That's what you do. That's what winners do. It's game management and it's how you play the game. Chloe Kelly and Lucy Bronze when they were doing all that bullshit and then the ball went out for, for an England throw and they just looked at each other. I swear, they gave each other this little wink and a smirk. They were like, we got this, man. You know we got this. Oh, it was... Yeah. There's uh, three and a half, four minutes left. Like, what else are you going to fucking do? Like, it press, was six minutes. What are you going to do? Like, well, I, I mean, I, I was being kind, but like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're pushing up, the, the worst thing you want to do is push up and then expose yourself at the back. What you want to do is run it into the corner, waste as much time as you can. You know, I think someone was, uh, I couldn't work out who it was. I was a little bit of a distance away, but like someone was like pulling up their socks, mm. doing oh, up their laces. So much. Like, like Lucy Bronze was right. taking the piss. Too so good. Yes. Right. So and that's good. exactly what they would have done to us had the situation yeah. been reversed. Yeah, that's how it so. works. That how it works. Um, straight at the full-time whistle, they, the PA guy had It's Coming Home ready to go within about 0.5 seconds of the full-time. <laughs> bang, straight in. Yeah, I think she right. was still finishing like, the full whistle. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it was, and everyone just went mad. Well, you gave them so much shit in the episode before. You were like, oh, they played the wrong part. Yeah, but it, it still great. took them forever to play Freed From Desire today. Like, that should be, like, number two or joking? three on the on We've the full-time play. Euros, no, 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 no. Still no, 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 right. It's Coming Home straight in there, but I wanted, like, Freed From desire like two or three after the final whistle um but let's not get hot let's not like get caught up on the playlist it's fine but um that was i mean it was just like i just can't describe that full-time whistle scenes no explosion was was the only word to describe that the the noise the like just everyone was and it wasn't just like a clap or like clapping your clappers or whatever (laughs) it was they were going fucking mental everyone in the stadium all the tears it was insane and when I say tears I mean literally the Wembley tears all the way down from top to bottom everyone was just jumping cheering screaming uh yeah it was special special moment um that will live with me forever I think I think it's that I think um how historic it was the what we've been through this past month and I don't even mean just in the tournament you I mean think us three don't you we've been through a lot we have uh, it's been it's been a ride me a lot and of Flo especially have been through uh, ups and downs you uh, and me have found a rhythm we we've got no concern. we've got no beef yeah, yeah. what's the beef no we are no, no. oh god they're beef? beefing over the beef do you have beef <laughs> you're beefing over the beef that we don't have I thought you were saying we've got beef oh, no beef we don't have beef Captain okay. Okay. Beef. Oh, okay. Beef oh okay okay that's fine alright I see where um, we're going with this but I just feel like the whole month like the saddest part of that I think there was emotion in like what everyone had achieved yeah. but I think there was the emotion in oh my god it's it's over like this whole month that we've had of like the podcast and meeting other people in the community and after mm. the pandemic like we've all like struggled with like how little contact we've had with the women's football community and all the opportunities we've had to like go to events and seminars and talks and like everything that's been going on and I just feel like Oh, what a moment, man! What, yeah, what and a we had. You know what? what? You know what I loved as well is when they put Serena Vigman on the big screen because I was like, this woman, it's all, it's all down to her, really. Like, obviously, we know this, this squad is is super talented, and at the end of the day, they're the ones who have to get it done on the pitch. But so much of this success is down to Serena Vigman, and she deserves all the flowers, all the plaudits, all the success and joy. And I hope. Damn hell, we can hold on to her because I want I want them to win the World Cup next yeah. year, and the expectation is is going to be there now. Big, big mania tattoo, though, guys, right? Big mania, is yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting it on my forehead for sure. For sure. Um, we, forehead. I want to read out some tweets as well. Um, 
we, Sean tweeted, fuck you, fucking prick, quoting Jill Scott <laughs> when she got into that argy-bargy. Um, Ian B uh, tweeting on Toon's Ian opener. Ian B stepped in. No, Ian B. Oh, Ian B, B sorry, on Toon's like, opener. Like, wow. A finish filthier than a min- minor shoelace. Uh, Lorenzo, what would you say your takeaways, key moments be of the whole tournament? Oh, mate, I, I can't even I mean, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to say, but... I think, right, here's a question for you. Do you think we have changed how we look at substitutes in this game now. Well, okay. In terms of, I, is that I, too deep? No, 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 that was a real plot twist because I thought you were about to say, do you think we've changed the way people view women's football? And, yeah, you, and yeah. you went with, do you think the way we've changed But he was speaking about this tournament. <laughs> this tournament, this tournament. I think we were finally on the same page. Um, oh, right, fuck off. You know what? I, I, have, I have definitely changed my view on like, can I just say, given we were given rhythm we were given shit about talking about the legacy of it and that we should be in the moment, so I just want to. No, ask I'm about in the that. moment, Han. I'm in the moment with you. Um, I think I've definitely changed my perception of routine and rhythm and keeping the same starting eleven because the way that Riegman has basically proved that trust the process and it will all be fine and it's paid off. Um, I'm like, okay, well now I won't be be screaming and shouting as to why you haven't dropped Ellen White or blah blah blah. Um, because I think she's proven that there is, you know, a lot of value in doing that. And just because someone necessarily doesn't have the best game in the world doesn't mean they still, still don't serve a purpose within that unit. So I think, yeah, it has a little bit. Yeah. Okay, then have we changed the perception of women's football? There you go. There's your next question. Wow. Okay. That was um, the one I was expecting. There you go. Personally, I feel like we've got such a massive big competition coming up for us next year. And a lot of people were, were saying to me, like in the box that I was in, just going to throw in that I was in a box. Yeah, it was right. Oh, okay. We get it. sandwiches over here. It wasn't even prawn sandwiches. It was, it was steak. booze. And all it, it was just like booze. steak and wine. It was gorgeous. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever experienced it. It was lovely. Um, it was, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the box anymore. Unless you want me to talk about the box. Do you want me to talk about the box? No, get on to your point. Speaking of box, we won't get into fucking box park if you don't wrap up this point. Come on. Course, 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 course. Um, there's a big tournament happening, isn't there, for the women next year, I've heard, uh, in another country. And it's, um, I think that's the biggest focus now. I think a lot of people are thinking, well, England men haven't achieved that much since, uh, since before we were born. Um, also, so when I, women were banned from playing football. Go on. And also that, you know, that fifty, that big old 50-year FA ban. Thank you, the FA. You've really done... But actually, no, thank you, the FA. It's, uh, it's, it's been pretty good now since I feel like you've kind of made up uh, yeah, for you've, lost you've, uh, time there. Maybe not made up for it, but you've certainly done you've, stuff. You've done your best. Um, but I just feel like, actually, the whole weight of, like, the nation's sporting achievements now rests with women. And I feel like that's huge. Like, that is huge that the onus isn't on RK well you know men's sport anymore it's it's women's sport and do, I you know, do you know what someone said to me when I was pitch side another photographer he turned to me and this other girl and he was like women's football has arrived and we both looked and went mate has arrived men have arrived to women's football yeah, we've mm, been here for mm. fucking ages welcome <laughs> yeah mm. I think welcome. that that's that's definitely the feeling as well like I think for me that's probably the, the legacy piece is like we know that um, the nation always gets interest in this team and gets behind this team when it comes to later in the tournament, right? And they would always watch it on TV. But I think it's a difference when you see people actually coming to the game and getting behind the team. And for me, getting to Baker Street Station today and literally watching a man who'd probably had about three pints by, what was it, 12 waving his England shirt around his head topless screaming like it's coming home and I was like do you know what that is like is actually like I've been spending my whole life like trying to engage a certain 
demographic within the football community and like you know almost have to justify women's football to them which in, in itself is ridiculous but like the fact that these guys are going so hard for this team and are so desperate for them to win something is massive because you've broken a barrier you've yeah. transcended and I think that's what's really important they're, they're popular and successful anyway but winning something being winners is massive and winning something changes everything and I'm just hoping and I know people don't want to talk about what's to come but I'm just hoping it has an impact on the domestic stuff too because we know that England for a very long time now have been filling stadiums have had millions of people watching them but then you need to get people coming to the WSL you need to get people coming to the Women's Champions League that needs to happen and it takes a lot of stakeholders to make it happen but we can't keep going like oh is this the breakthrough is this where women's football arrives? Blah, 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 blah. Like, Rachel, you were here 10 years ago watching the Olympic Games where that was supposed to be the breakthrough moment. Like, fucking show up for your WSL clubs if you had the time of your life this summer. Fucking go watch those teams. Yeah, I want to see you down there. I want to see you join us on those cold and rainy nights. Um, <laughs> be there. Be there see you the at Boring Wood. Listen, there's, there's <laughs> talent in this country. Come watch it. There was no, there's no other way I'd rather finish this than on Wembley Way with the, the lovely arch behind us in red and white displayed on that arch showing the England flag um, it's been mad. an emotional roller coaster and even though when we started the, the pod before the tournament like I had I thought England had a good chance of winning and obviously wanted to win wanted them to win I actually didn't really think about what would it be like to be in this moment after they won no so I think did. I'm still a bit like no is this real this. life we did this we absolutely <laughs> bloody did this like, and also like can we just take a moment here because we've just covered our first full on bloody season as and major tournament up front, maybe. major yeah. tournament hello up front unbelievable Hiya. what a and game to finish it on and things are that. about to get a hell of a lot more spicy guys because we're going to be having our own feed you're joking no longer the football ramble presents feed it's going to be the upfront feed because on the continent at the match and the rambles interview shows will all be on the football ramble feed because the ramble presents feed it's now women's football content only baby no no so see you in box park lads because I'll drink to that. Let's Pines, celebrate. Pines, Pines. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us this tournament. It's been so much fun to have you guys and, and see the engagement on social media and see some of you in the stadiums and have wonderful feedback. Um, you know, this show is nothing without the listeners. It's nothing without this little threesome vibe we've got going on. It's nothing without our producers, Charlie and Finn. And, um, yeah, let's have it. Box back, guys. See you there. Front is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rustolium.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.